Blog Dr. Carol Francis, welcome to Make Life Happen, and today, definitely, we're going to be talking to someone so special who has made her life happen. Her name is Katie Sullivan, and you need to go look her up on katiesullivan.com. That's K-A-T-Y-S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N.com. Why? Because she is a woman born without legs and yet has become a leading athlete, speeding in her running legs, She's an actress and a motivational speaker. Well, I had the wonderful opportunity to interview her at the International Hypnosis Federation Conference called It's All About You last weekend in San Pedro. And I wanted to play for you the recording of that interview so that you would be inspired to be nothing less than your best, regardless of the circumstances that have been laid before you. So here is Katie Sullivan at the International Hypnosis Federation Conference. It's a bit noisy in the background. You'll hear the people coming and going. It was a great conference full of wonderful people just like Katie, and I hope you enjoy this moment. After we have the interview, we'll do a little bit of meditation and send you on your way to live your life to the fullest. I um, I just finished talking about you, actually, and oh. I hope that I could lure you over for an interview. And here you are. <laughs> and here I am. This is, an, this is a beautiful, beautiful woman who has an amazing set of legs. I don't often talk about women's legs like that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just take that there. You can talk there and here. I'm Dr. Carol Francis, and your name is? I'm Katie Sullivan. Hi, Katie. Nice to meet Thank you. What is your story? Um, I am a uh, bilateral above knee um, an amputee. Um, that is You're much a, more than that. Yes, I'm an actress and a, um, uh, an athlete and um, speaker. And what do you want to tell me? How do people contact you first? Do you want them to contact you for being able to speak? Of or course. Contact you? Sure. Um, uh, my website is www.katysullivan, K-A-T-Y-S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N, dot net. And do you have a book? Um, I, I'm writing one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on it. Do you have a story that somehow published that people can read about? Because we're going to have you talk about it in a moment. Um, specifically, I mean, there's uh, there's a lot on the on my website, um, okay. and there's a lot of links to sort of uh, news pieces and and video clips and all sorts of things like that on there. Okay, so everybody that's on the radio, you're going to go look her up. You're going to see radiant pictures. I just want to describe her. She's radiant. I saw you across the room, and you're animated, and I just I just saw you sitting down at lunchtime, I think it was, and I thought, oh, what a beautiful face. I interrupted a conversation between she and the director of this conference, and I just saw this radiance coming out of her. She has wonderful red hair. That, so, so here I am, and she walks into this room, and I'm going, oh, my goodness, I had no idea. And suddenly, the beauty and the radiance you had took on an additional significance. Well, thank, thank you. you. I don't know how to explain that. No. Fair, is it? No, not necessarily. I think that, um, I think being an amputee or being somebody who, um, 
whose physical circumstance might be a little bit different from the norm. Um, this is what it is. I am who I am. And, you know, until they start growing legs in Petri dishes, they're not coming back. So it's, it's how you sort of tackle life and deal with it. And um, for me, I, I want people to notice me for who, you know, who I am. The fact that I have red hair or, or that I'm pretty, you know, if I'm pretty to someone or energy in New York. Well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and I think that the other thing is secondary. Um, and, and I appreciate that people, um, that it impacts them in a positive way. I don't think that it's a, a bad thing at all. Can you tell us your story? Um, I was born uh, without the lower halves of my legs. Um, my mom had a perfectly normal pregnancy, and she, she wasn't um, sick or anything. It was kind of like being struck by lightning. It's just one of those things that happens. And um, I just kind of grew up believing that I could do whatever it is that I wanted. And um, when people told me no, I looked at it as a challenge. And um, I like to say that no is merely a suggestion. <laughs> so, um, so that's a hit. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that. No is a suggestion to succeed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to succeed. A challenge. No is a challenge. Um, and you can either choose to accept the challenge or you can try, you, you can, you know, choose to, to let it dictate your life. And I have not decided to let my physical circumstance dictate what I'm able to do. What, based on what? You've only known yourself without the lower part. Mm -hmm. You're like, it goes from the top, above your knees, down to your feet, or does it go higher than that? It's, I have a full femur, so where your knee would start, okay. no, just nothing grew. Okay. Um, so I never really actually, the secret is out, I'm actually not technically even really an amputee. And nothing was ever cut off of me. Um, this is how I came out of the oven. So I'm I'm whole and complete. Did you learn to walk on your femur? Mm -hmm. Okay. I can walk, um, to this day, I, when I take my prosthesis off, I walk around on, on the ends of my legs. What do you go first? It's funny. People, uh, roommates and, and friends, my husband, um, has said that I have two personalities. I have with legs and without. I'm much more, uh, um, and I'm not a Gemini, um, but I, I'm much more, uh, I would say, goofy, like free with them off. Um, I feel more put together and sort of poised with them on, and then, you know, when I take them off, I get to kind of let my hair down a little bit. Wow, it's the way I am when I come home and I put my sweats on. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the same exact thing. Absolutely. But anyway, so when did you decide to start putting prosthesis on, or what was the suggestion, or what was the identity process that went through you saying, okay, well, let's see what that's about? I think really happened. No. I mean, I, I think it was, initially it was the choice of my parents, because um, I was a baby, I was I was a toddler when, when it really happened, um, and then I just kind of went with it. Now, there was a stretch of time when it was easier for me, I'd, we'd get to a park or we'd get to a playground, and the first thing I wanted to do was take them off, because I could get around easier, it was more fun, um, I could play with other kids better with, without the legs slowing me down, but I think when I started really noticing um, 
like, you know, adolescence, where you want desperately to just be like everybody else. Um, the curse, absolutely. Um, and gosh, boys, wow, that was a big part of it, too. You know, just wanting to be, I wanted people to notice me because of, you know, wow, she's interesting, she's funny, she's uh, pretty, whatever, not, oh, she has metal sticks for legs. Um, and I think there's a time and a place for both. Now, it's an interesting, uh, you know, people go through experiences where they feel very alone because people really can't get it. How many people do you know that can really get your set of stamps? Um, very few. I'm, I know a few. And I feel, honestly, I feel incredibly happy that 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 I have lived the life that I have because I know a lot of kids now that um, there's a handful of kids out there that are in the same boat that I was in and I knew no one and I knew nobody that was an adult that had that was happy and successful and so I had nothing to look up to um, and so I am grateful to in some way be a part of their journeys and they can see that you can have a happy life you can get married you can be successful um, you don't have to hide who you are and, and truly owning who you are is when opportunities are going to fall from the sky. Wow. Okay. So now, dating. <laughs> Open the door. What is that like? Because woman to woman and all the other women out there, sure. uh, men are picky about appearance. Some men. Okay, men. Yeah. Advocate, tell me. You know, um, I just, it's amazing to me growing up. I, I, there was one specific instance where I was in high school and I, and I really liked this one guy. I'm not going to say his name, <laughs> just in case. Um, you know. Yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> and I, we loved hanging out with each other. We loved spending time with each other. We cracked each other up and we finished each other's sentences and, I said to his friend, I said, you know, will you ask him for me if he wants to, like, a date? Like, if he wants to, yeah. Um, and his response to him was, I think I'm too superficial to date her. my point. And when my friend told me this, I had no idea what he meant. Bravo. Honestly, my first reaction was like, well, what does that mean? And then I was like, uh, oh, wow, what a jerk. <laughs> I was shocked. I was shocked. Because that just wasn't a part of my con my consciousness. It wasn't part of our relationship at all. It wasn't relevant to who you were and what was going on from your point of view. Absolutely. And probably not Very out of left field. And um, that was one of the first times that I was like, wow, there really are people. Out. And I'm sure that there were people who specifically didn't ask me out because of. But um, I guess I've kind of been blessed in some ways with um, blinders in a lot of ways because I just didn't notice because I didn't want to spend time with those people anyway. And um, I found lots of really lovely people to spend time with. And um, I'm married to now the most 
amazing man on the planet. He's not human. No. <laughs> no. He's not. He's wonderful. He you know, he's he's a he is a um an incredible man that just has the the biggest heart and um I'm just so lucky to be able to be married to him. So congratulations. Thank That's you. For any moment. Yeah. Now, next I run, um, I'm on the U.S. Paralympic track team. I run the 100 meters um, for the United States. And thank you. Um, my best time, my personal best is 17.68 seconds, so a little over a football field in 17 seconds. Wow. So, um, how do you condition for that? A lot of running. <laughs> it's a lot of running. Um, but you know, it's interesting because, uh, and, and just sort of speaking it in terms of, of, of hypnotherapy and, and and those types of things, it, it took me some time to figure out sort of the mind of an athlete and what a what an athlete, where an athlete, um, when you come to a race, where what kind of mindset you need to be in. And it was when I practiced hypnotherapy before races. Those are always my best times. I'm the most calm. I'm um, and I get into the zone so much more easily, um, and there's not the amount of um, just sort of anxiety. There's so much more calm, um, which uh, you wouldn't necessarily think, you know. But so I'm spending a lot of my time training, yes, but also focusing on my my brain because that tends to be what gets in my way. So give us. Um, an induction or a suggestion or something that you do to yourself hypnotically. What's your self-hypnotic process? Can you? She's really thinking about this. Um, self-hypnotic process. I mean, honest. Um, I have. I've gone to a hypnotherapist, and he. I've, I have a um, a session that I listen to um, that's specifically geared towards running a race that you created. Yes, and so. Um, it's, you know, the moments before the race, um, getting in the blocks, what are you thinking, what do you hear, those types of things. And um, visualization, it's, it's all about seeing yourself run that race over and over again. Because your muscles, it's so fascinating to me because your, your mind doesn't know the difference. Your body doesn't know the difference when, you're, when you actually run the race or when you do it in your mind. Wow. The same... The same um, electricity happens in your muscles and sometimes your muscles will even twitch if you're really sort of in the zone or you really get to a relaxed place you'll sometimes feel your muscles twitching because they're, they're firing not in that same way but when you see yourself mentally doing something your your muscles you're conditioning, you're conditioning them. them isn't that amazing and then it's muscle memory because you've done it you know, you can only run 100 meters so many times in a week before you are overtraining, but you can run it in your mind a thousand times, and your muscles don't necessarily know the difference. So when did you discover this connection between? It was it was during hypnotherapy. It was it was right before the Pan Am Games in 2007. I had a lot of anxiety about about racing and running, and it was going to be the biggest that I, event that I'd been to, and huge soccer stadium in Brazil, and how many people were going to be there, and it's terrifying, absolutely terrifying. 
I would much rather get up and sing the national anthem than than run a race, which sounds which sounds absurd. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, but um, it was it was really just sort of okay. How do I? It really, it was how do I calm my nerves? How can I how can I stop getting myself so worked up up emotionally? And that's when sort of hypnosis kind of became part of the answer. So now, are you a hypnotherapist? I'm not. Oh, you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you hear about the conference? Um, I spoke at another. I spoke at the women's empowerment conference last year, and Shelley was there. So she she uh, asked me if I would come and speak. Oh, wonderful. When are you speaking? Oh, I spoke at lunch today. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, darn, I had to confess. <laughs> oh, I'm Thank so you. <laughs> it was great. Is that right, Nina? <laughs> oh. You're totally Thank you. Sorry, I missed person. Never mind, never mind any of the things that you've experienced in your life. It's how you put them together with the help of your family to be who you are today. That was really so special and so amazing. I sat there with tears in my eyes almost the whole time. Thank you, you so much. Really, really a beautiful gift you gave to all of us. Thank you so much. Thank you. you like I think you get that type of response a lot, that, that Patricia Berger, I did that right, just to be sure. And um, I bet you get that response about people. You're inspiring them, and you're, you're making them face their own fallouts and shortcomings and, and knows. How does that make you feel as a human being? I think, to me, it's important to sort of understand why we are here the way that we are here. Um, I truly believe that it wasn't an accident that I was born the way that I am and and that I'm in the body that I'm in. Um, And I have had more opportunities happen and doors open and things happen for me because of my physical circumstance than than not. Um, You know, I'm... I've worked with, I'm an actress, I've worked on major networks, I've worked with amazing people, Oscar winners, and um, would I have met those people, would I have worked with those people if I had not been in this, you know, configuration? Maybe not. Um, Would I be ranked fifth in the world in my sport if I was an able-bodied athlete? Maybe not. So, um... I don't believe in accidents. I believe that that things happen for a reason, and and I believe that I have a lot to do. I, there's still a lot to do in my life, and I, that excites me. Okay, so talk about self-pity. So when you see people going into their self-pity or the victimization, I mean, certainly you, uh, I'm sorry, but you have the circumstance where most people completely forgive you for self-pity, and I'm sure as a human being, you cried, been depressed, had self-pity, but what, what, how do you negotiate? How do you recommend other people negotiate? Because you're not talking from a superficial, glib point of view. I think self-pity is really difficult, and I think that, and actually it was funny because I started out um, my talk today because when Shelly asked me to come, she asked me to speak about overcoming obstacles, um, and I said, you know, I was born with a big obstacle, and I was born a human being, <laughs> which is, 
we all have the ongoing ticker tape in our head telling us that we're not worthy and we're not valuable and that we're never going to amount to what it is that we dream that we want to be, to, to do. And um, I have those things. Um, and I've gotten better at just sort of acknowledging that voice and saying thank you so much for your opinion and moving on. Um, Committee member noted. Yeah. <laughs> noted. Thank you so much. Um, but it's um, it's a choice. You absolutely choose joy. It's a, it's a choice you make every single day. And I have those days where I wake up and then it's like, this is just such a crappy <laughs> thing. It sucks. It sucks. Right? Yeah. Absolutely it uh, sucks. Yeah, welcome to the human experience. But, but um, it, it, is, it is absolutely how you choose to look at it. And um, somebody said the other day, I heard somebody say the other day, um, are you a, ha a glass is half empty person or a glass is half full person? And um, this woman just said, I'm just glad that I have a glass. Wow. And I just was like, that is such an incredible way to look at it. Like, who care? Who cares what level the liquid is at? You know, it's it's the fact that we that we're here and that we're experiencing what we're experiencing and. Um, and I, everybody has those days, and I, I, you know, I was on the track yesterday crying to my coach because stress, you know, and and thank you, um, honest, absolutely, like just being like, oh, it's so much, it's so much, um, and then you kind of get it out, move on, and you know, realize that. There are, you might not necessarily see why you are where you are right now, but there are absolutely, ulti ultimately, the reasons. What are, what are, what's your future that you're sculpting so far that you know of? You're going to get the book published. Yeah, the I'm working on a book. Um, um, I have, I have um, a project that I'm, I say, I'm saying that I'm speaking it into existence. I want to. Um, uh, I'm in the process of trying to figure out how to remake a movie that won an Oscar in the 40s. So um, that's so it's, that's what I'm kind of I'm, I'm living towards that. I want to to help produce and star in a remake of that. I see a lot of interfacing with a lot of people who are capable of doing it. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Wow. We won't we won't go farther because that's all. Yeah. So it's it's um it's interesting because because it's all started sort of started as like hey my husband and I were like let's just watch all the movies that won best pictures and halfway through we get to this movie and I was like this is why we're doing this and I need to remake this movie so I don't know how it how I don't know how at this point but I'm like I um, I'm putting myself out there more I'm speaking it into existence and telling more people so I'm putting my neck on the line a little bit but producing yeah definitely get in touch with you again give us your name your contact information how do we Facebook you yeah my uh, website is www.katysullivan.com, K-A-T-Y Sullivan, S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N. Um, sorry, not .com, .net. B-A-N. B-A-N. Okay. Katysullivan.net. Sorry, I'm used to saying com. 
Um, and uh, I'm on Facebook, um, Katie Sullivan, Katie with a Y, um, actress, athlete. Um, and uh, I'm around and happy to have friends and share my story. So show your story wherever we can. And again, let's get those producers in there. We need to have this story. I just feel goosebumps over this. It's going to be awesome to see what they produce. Thank you. I feel honored to have met you. Thank you. And this is a woman with a beautiful Thank you. Thank you so much, Katie. Ladies and gentlemen, we are honored to have people like this that are healers. And I'm going to see if I can round up another set. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Katie Sullivan, and I just wanted to introduce her to you. If you didn't know her, if you do know her, I want you to be further touched by her. I showing the photos that you'll see on the promo to my kids and my older son said, yes, I do know of her. <laughs> it was fabulous that he would know of what she has overcome and that she sparkles with it instead of feeling so victimized by it. It would be so easy and so natural for her to be bummed and slowed down and feel inadequate and and complain, and we would all get it. We'd understand. We wouldn't even resent for a moment if she felt completely torn apart by what's happened to her. And of course, there are times when she does. But on the other hand, she's living most of her life that absolute amazing experience. This is what it is. Now let's make it what I want it to be. Even to the point of considering remaking an amazing movie and also being able to have been an actress, a singer, an athletic runner competing with a para-Olympic runners. The fifth in the nation speed for 100 meters, if I'm remembering my 17. So you too, right in this very moment, we close out the program with this meditative sound, beautiful music by uh, a, a wonderful musician who's going to be remaining anonymous for now, hoping to be able to let you know who it is in the future. Um, just to give you that sense of being able to know you also can create great music, create sparkles, create energy, create whatever invention, create warmth, create love, create power, create riches. Yeah, you can, you too. But if you choose to spend most of your time gaining the sympathy of individuals by seeing how hard life is, then that's fine, that's your choice as well. But that is what you will create, is the sympathy of those that will give it to you uh, and in your down and out moment, as opposed to you energetically uh, putting out maybe a lot of energy and a lot of effort. Imagine Katie Sullivan having to run on her prosthetic legs. Again, take a look at katiesullivan.com.net. And know that that's what she runs on when she does these times, or when she works out and runs with her trainer and cries because it seems like so much effort. Yeah, it might be effort. Might be effort. That's not the end of the world. The, the truth is, is that if you put a lot of effort into the next six months of your life, at the end of the six months, you will have whatever you have invested in. Uh, at that six months, you, you, you'll get, you'll create what it is that that energy you put in there was able to 
create. And if you don't put any of that energy in over the next six months, you'll have nothing, <laughs> relatively speaking. You'll have over the next six months what you put in. Little Newtonian energy out, energy and a peaceful. For some of us, we might have a little luckier go of things. Others of us, not so lucky. But bottom line, we still have the opportunity to make that of what we can, the effort and attitude and creativity and diligence that we can employ and implement the moment to do it. Why not? Why not? You're only going to get that much closer to your goal. And you might actually get that goal and have to start a whole bunch of series of others. Well, there'll be other radio programs. In fact, this one going to be coming up with Nancy Barber. Her overcoming a major illness because of hypnotherapeutic cost is also equal. Rising above one's circumstances. And in tenacity, Choosing to give in to the complications of her physical ailments. That's Nancy's story. It's Dr. Nancy. Oh, yeah, another program. We'll put that on sometime this next week. Well, in the remaining couple of minutes of this program, close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Feel refreshed. Feel renewed. Feel excited. Feel challenged. Feel put in your place. How dare I complain? And then laugh. Laugh at your resistance and your stuckness and your feeling that everything is too hard. And then also laugh at how wonderful it will be to be able to cultivate the strength of character and effort inside of you to be able to move forward with what you want and need to move forward with regardless of your situation. And then write in. Let us know. Let us know how you have overcome. You can contact me at drcarolfrancis.com or drcarolfrancis at gmail.com. You can also make a chat note. I believe I get those on this blog talk radio as well. The most of what you want to do is to make sure you make the most of each moment. I wish you well. Stay in touch. Until later.